Hey everybody, if you are a writer or an aspiring writer, or if you just love literature, I have a book for you. It's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. It is the long-awaited craft book by Steve Almond, based on three decades of his writing career, a career that has featured at turns depression, failure, anxiety, self-loathing, despair, self-doubt, loss of faith, delusions of grandeur, and the occasional triumph. It's a book about the writing life. Steve Almond has done it. He has embraced it, the full catastrophe, and he has lived to tell about it. The Boston Globe says, quote, this isn't just a book about writing. It's a book about honesty. And Richard Russo calls it, quote, one of the best books on writing I've ever read. It's also the funniest by a country mile. Once again, it's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories by Steve Almond, available from Zando. Go get your copy right now, wherever you buy books. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, you guys. End of 2017. This episode is sponsored by the ASPCA. I do this every year around the holidays. I'm a little late this year because I was under the weather. But I want this episode to be sponsored by the ASPCA. It is uh, committed to supporting the welfare of endangered animals. Not endangered animals. You know what I'm talking about. It's the uh, it's the commercials with the dogs in the cages. And this song is playing. It's the saddest thing you've ever seen in your life. ASPCA.org. They need your help. People are terrible. We can't count on people. We know that. Homo sapiens, disappointing species. Canines? Come on. Cats? Little kitty cats? You can at least get it together for them. Go to the ASPCA. Help some animals. ASPCA.org. It's the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Think of animals in cages looking at you while this song plays. It's too much to handle. Help an animal. ASPCA.org. Okay. Okay. You are not alone. You have found other people. You and I have a friend in common. Every stupid thing that a writer could do, I've done. I think it's really beautiful. What a struggle, you know? Incredible, you know? It's like your head exploding. What was really there? And now here's your host, Brad Listing. So, hey, everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Other People Podcast. Uh, I'm Brad Listing. I'm here in Los Angeles, and this is the final episode of 2017. Uh, What do you say about 2017? It was a weird year. How do you encapsulate it? It's like trying to articulate a bad trip. It's a dystopian year. It's a hellish year. It's a grinding year. It's a soul-crushing year. 
what can I tell you? I, I'm coming off of the flu. It's a it's it's a good feeling to be sitting upright. I like just to have the desire to sit upright. It is not very often that I get sick like this where I'm just completely knocked on my ass. But that is what happened, and uh, I came down with uh, the flu. I've been diagnosed. I went to the doctor even. Doctor did a test. I have uh, influenza A, which I, is, I believe, some sort of uh, wicked strain of bird flu. So I got bird flu over Christmas. I was in bed. I was quarantined. I was separated from the rest of my family. Nobody wanted to be around me. I didn't want to uh, be around anybody. I just wanted to lie down in the dark. Just, like, watch movies. I didn't want to read. I didn't want to, like, look at my phone. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to be a nerd. It was that kind of flu. It was a crusher. But uh, I'm back. And that's why, also, there wasn't a uh, Holiday Spectacular episode preceding Christmas in the way uh, that things usually operate around here, at least for the past few years. So I apologize for the delay in getting this episode out. As it stands, I feel like it'll be a New Year's episode. Right? It's New Year's. We'll, sell, we'll ring in the New Year together. Nobody likes Christmas anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm on medication, so there's going to be a little bit of that. I, uh... I'm still not out of the woods, and you know, this is one of these flus that you have for like two weeks. It's got to work itself out of your system. I'm not 100%. I still don't feel like exercising, which is sort of the benchmark for me. I'm such a, you know, normally I'm such an active person. I don't have any real desire to go do anything. But I did have a desire to come and sit down here and uh, get this episode done as we uh, move towards 2018. I mean what I say, 2017 was one weird year. For me, anyway. At least from a news perspective. From a citizenship perspective. I mean, let's be honest. It was a shit show. And I can't say that I have uh, high hopes that 2018 is going to be any better. In fact, it could be worse. <laughs> not, to, not to sound a dour note. I mean, hopefully it will be. Hopefully 2018 we turn things around. 2017 was uh, distinguishing. It distinguished itself for its uh, grimness in many ways. There were a lot of good things, too. But let's be honest, that was a weird year. We're coming out of a weird one. And, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to me getting sick, it's funny because uh, people always love to tell you how they never get sick right when they get sick. You know, it's like, oh man, I, you know, I got the uh, bird flu, I never get sick. People love to defend their immune systems. People love to, like, celebrate their immune system. Talk it up. It's a very common thing, which I think is fear-based and reflexive. I never get sick. And then I got sick. But uh, what happened to me was I was talking to some coworkers of mine a couple of weeks ago about flu season and getting sick. Somebody had just been sick. And I was like, you know, I haven't been sick in probably, like, like really sick in probably four years, three or four years. And I stopped myself, and I, like literally as I was saying this, I stopped myself, and I was like, I, I just jinxed myself. I'm now going to get violently ill. But I wanted to tell them, I was like, you know, you guys, I've been eating sauerkraut. <laughs> uh, it's the only thing that I can like, point to that I like did to change my uh, diet. And it's like the only significant thing that I can think of from an intake perspective that. I feel like coincides with this like long run I had of not being sick, even though people around me were getting sick and so on and so forth. So I was trying to share this information, but I was also in the process, I think, somewhat subconsciously, partially consciously, celebrating my own immune system. That is a death knell. Never celebrate your own immune system. 
you'll find yourself on the losing end of that cosmic equation. Within a week, I was down with a bird flu. I couldn't get out of bed. All I wanted to do was sleep. I was shivering. I was sweating through my clothes. I mean, it was miserable. Hey, everybody. If you are a writer or an aspiring writer, or if you just love literature, I have a book for you. It's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. It is the long-awaited craft book by Steve Almond, based on three decades of his writing career, a career that has featured at turns depression, failure, anxiety, self-loathing, despair, self-doubt, loss of faith, delusions of grandeur, and the occasional triumph. It's a book about the writing life. Steve Almond has done it. He has embraced it, the full catastrophe, and he has lived to tell about it. The Boston Globe says, quote, this isn't just a book about writing, it's a book about honesty. And Richard Russo calls it, quote, one of the best books on writing I've ever read. It's also the funniest by a country mile. Once again, it's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories by Steve Almond, available from Zando. Go get your copy right now, wherever you buy books. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Anyway, uh, I'm very happy to share this episode with you. The way that this, you know, this goes every year is that I have a kind of party here. It's a little bit of an unorthodox episode. I have people over, we have drinks, uh, and so on, and it's just sort of a relaxed atmosphere. And we talk, and we try to be funny, and we're just kind of goofing. It's not a, you know, it's not a standard other people uh, episode where I'm interviewing a writer. It's just me hanging out with friends. Uh, this year, it was sort of last minute uh, for a variety of reasons, and uh, I kept it small. It was just me and my buddy Gene Morgan, who I believe has been here for every uh, holiday celebration episode. He is the uh, founder and, uh, what do you call him, chief executive officer at htmlgiant.com. You know Gene. He's a stand-up literary community guy and uh, a funny uh, gentleman. And then I had uh, Adam Greenfield, another friend of mine, uh, over. He has a novel coming out called Circa next year. He's uh, a writer friend and just like a, a dad friend. You know, so it's just like three, uh, you know, like, like slightly lethargic middle-aged men sitting around talking about 2017 and other things. <laughs> So without any further ado, why don't, I, why don't we get started with the uh, 2017 New Year's Spectacular? Is that what we're going to call it? The New Year's Spectacular? Other people, New Year's Celebration? Whatever you want to call it. Here we go. This is me and Adam and Gene. The Human Zoo. You know what? I would consider, li- yeah, I would consider living in a human zoo. I think that... Someone feeding you? I mean, if someone was... All right, so get this. So somebody would, like, breed, like, a... They'd bring a breeding-age female into my cage with me, and they're like, do you do you like her? And I, it'd be like, yeah, I mean, she seems... She's nice. And hey, we Gene, talk. 
Can you turn on the music? Oh, yeah, for sure. Hold on. This one-handed shit is fucking awful. Yeah, Gene burnt his hand. He was uh, baking a loaf of bread for this party, which I want to introduce you guys. I feel like we should start there. Gene Morgan of uh, HTML Giant fame for the third year running is here as my guest for the Holiday Spectacular. This is becoming a uh, tradition. Sure is, Brad. Uh, This is my third year on the podcast. It is the holidays. Uh, I'm having a great holiday season as usual. Um, Do you have a Wi-Fi password, Brad? I do. Uh... Oh, okay. So, uh, Adam... Hey, Brad. Adam Greenfield is here. You have a book uh, in the works. Yeah, I have a book in the works. Let's plug it. All well, right. T- uh, tell everybody about it. It'll be it's coming out in August. It's called Circa. On, uh, and uh, it's loaded with pornography. Is it? No. It's- <laughs> what, give us, do you have an elevator pitch? Can you do that? Is that annoying? Not really. Let me think about it, and I'll, I'll do it later. I'll yeah. just break in. But and do Circa it. out in August of next year. Yeah. Okay, so we're sitting here. It's the uh, 2017 Holiday Spectacular, and uh, Gene burned his hand. He baked a beautiful loaf of bread for the party, and uh, came over here. He's holding uh, an ice pack. And Gene, how bad of a burn is it? Like what degree? Nth like, degree. The nth degree, second degree. Like hold the second. Hold on, let me finish typing in. Wi-Fi password. Gene's trying to do the music. Uh, yeah, I'll do that in a second. Hang on. Do you need me to? Do you mean I'll put the Wi-Fi password in? Adam, can you inspect Gene's burn? Can you? Yeah. Can we I, see? Is I, it is it blistering? Or we? Yeah, it's pretty gross. Okay, Gene, how much of your hand is burned? Uh, it is just my thumb. It is a really painful area because you know it's like, like the webbing. Well, I like to use my thumb. It's not the webbing. It's the it's the like end of my thumb. It's the like the pad. The oh. pad of my thumb. Right. So you can't, like, type and stuff, right? Uh, you know, I'm a hunt and peck type of guy anyway. You You're know? talking about this like it's a permanent disability. <laughs> like, he's going to be okay. To I'll be fine. I can still perform my job. My okay. employer will be happy to know. Well, and I'm glad that you can be here. I mean, you, he's, toughing, he's toughing it out mm-hmm. with he's, this uh, wound. It's not. Yeah, it's not a big deal. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> pure, For those of you listening, Gene's hand is inc- it's incredibly... Uh, there's a huge blister. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, lot, it's a lot bigger uh, wound than he's letting on. Yeah, it's uh, super painful. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta put it back on this ice right. pack. Um, yeah, it's pretty painful, and you know, I did it because I wasn't paying attention. You know, it's hard when you're when you're when you've got like a hot thing, it's super hot, and you have to do something with it in your kitchen. Yeah, I feel like that's a metaphor for something. <laughs> when shit's real hot in your kitchen, <laughs> you gotta do something with it. <laughs> I feel a little self-conscious that we are sitting here, it's a holiday spectacular, and it's three white dudes. Three, like, middle-aged white dudes. You guys are both very tall, uh, so if you can try to picture this at home. Adam, what are you, 6'3"? Yeah. Gene, what are you, 6'5"? Yeah, I'm 6'5". Okay, and I'm, like, 5'11". I like to say I'm 6 feet, but I'm probably, like, 5'11 and a half. So I feel sort of uh, small in stature with you guys. But there's an irony, or not even an irony, but there's some uh, part of me that is self-conscious... Uh, this year especially, just having like the like you know, yeah, sending sending off 2017 with like three middle aged white dudes just feels wrong for this moment. Oh, I mean, it's totally wrong. Or maybe it's perfect. <laughs> 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 I 
Let us tell you how it is. We'll mansplain 2017 for you guys for like the next hour. Yeah. We're all very talented mansplainers. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> yeah, no. I've been told, like I had someone tell me once that I'm like a like I'm like a really nice mansplainer. I'm not like a dick mansplaining, but like I'm the kind of person where if someone's like you're a gentle lover. <laughs> no, but, uh, Melissa used to say that she was like, you know, if, if someone asks you like, what's the best like fan for your bedroom, mm-hmm. um, you know that that uh, I would be the one who would like be like, no, you like you got to get the Vornado. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, we have the same fan. You, yeah, I have the Vernado. It's, it's a great. Yeah, we have multiple. We have multiple Vernados placed around the house. As do wonderful we. fan. It's a wonderful fan. We, we've even had one replaced on a warranty. They're great about that too. Really? Yeah, we just sent it. We cut the cord, sent the thing back to them. Or actually, no, we cut the cord and sent them a picture of it, and they were like, "Cool." They sent us a new one. That's what companies yeah. should always do. I never understand companies that if someone bothers calling customer service and says this thing's a piece of shit, it's not working. That I don't understand companies that would ever give you even the slightest bit of resistance on replacing. It probably doesn't happen that often because everything is so disposable nowadays. I think if something breaks, like just throw it away and get a new one. You know, yeah. right? Shit's like it's inexpensive. It's easy to get. Just cheap and awful. This TV remote doesn't them. work. Let's get a new TV. Yeah, absolutely. Flat screens, you know, like that's. Good. I was walking with a friend and I I left a pair. Oh, I've doing some shopping he was with me and i left a pair of like flip-flops in the dressing room yeah and uh we had walked a little bit away from macy's or wherever we were and, and uh i go oh, i forgot him and i go you know what i'm just gonna leave him there and you had bought him uh yeah and it was like 16 dollars. and i'd rather than walk an extra 10 minutes i just left him there <laughs> and i'm and he's like this is he's like you're the epitome of everything that's wrong right you just know, not giving a shit just gives callous ways. so much easier just to walk away i don't understand where all the garbage goes like it, i guess like sometimes i underestimate the size of the planet because there's a lot yeah, of people it's that are producing so a lot of waste like where does it all live because you don't see I, you know oh, we're fucking up our earth so bad yeah. it's really hard yeah it's all the time it's bad but uh i just like you know these huge like garbage trucks come they pick stuff up you're living in a city with what i don't know how many people are in la la county like 11 million okay so 11 million people Everyone is making huge amounts of trash. They gather that trash. Like, where the fuck does it live? Yeah. Goes into landfills uh, or gets shipped out. Like, we, we export it. But, like, I understand that. But, like, I can't believe the quantity could fit. Like, it seems like it would just be this pile that would just never end. Like, did they compact it? Or maybe there's plenty of you know, space for this. Uh, I mean, there are cities built on top of it. I mean, there, you know, like people put golf courses on landfills regularly right that's just garbage there's, um, the, there's that island that's the plastic island there's the plastic island oh, that, thing, that, that thing that impresses me it's like man. as big as texas or something there's, like that. there's even stuff like micro like uh what are the microplastics that are in like face wash and stuff right those little beads yeah the those little, little beads, beads and they get into the that's water called thermal abrasion and it works oh i bet i bet it cleans my They're just going to fold their hands. We need him to save America. It's a lot of pressure. I can't even imagine. For us to channel onto this human being. Right. He is a true patriot. He's a Republican. Yeah. 
He's like wounded, like he's like a decorated uh, like hero in, in uh, battle. And you look at him and you respect the fuck out of him. I think he's a. I, I, I hope I age like that. I think he's an attractive older man. Yeah, hell yeah, Bob. You know, Bob Mueller. There's Great something like he's, a, he's got like a leading man quality. Got really hot in here all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I do think. What do you think he does to? What do you think he does to relax? Like all the like smash cut to him sitting in a bathtub full of rubber you. balls or something. <laughs> I don't know what Bob Mueller Betty does. Moses lawn. He's got to be yeah. like, you know, he's got to be... <laughs> children. Yeah, he's yeah. kittens. Yeah. But I feel like he's one of these like guys who gets to the office at like 5 a.m. Like, he like, gets up he's at 3.30. He's got to love it. Yeah. I mean... You think James Comey will run for president? I think he could. I think that um, on the Republican side, I sort of hope somebody like Mueller or Comey does. Like people of principle. Like if they are Republicans... No, Comey's kind of a piece of shit, dude. They, they they locked up a lot of like people of color during the terrorism stuff yeah, and yeah. like held them without trials and the FBI was pretty pretty brutal. Still a patriot, and we can I, hate I wanna, the system. And did you know? But if you read uh, if you read uh, Collusion, the Luke Harding book, it paints Comey in a pretty favorable light. And I think that the late, what was it, late October when they did that second email thing with Hillary that sort of threw everything into... Oh, right before the election. Right before the election. Yeah. Like the, you know, people on the on the Democrat side got super pissed off. I was pissed. Yeah, I was, was, like, I was like, you know, it felt like somebody was like kind of sort of uh, pressing the scale at the last minute. But I want to say when you like read the fine print on what happened in the investigation and what was going on behind the scenes at that time... That there was oh who was I reading? I was reading like this thread on Twitter from like Seth Abramson or whatever. When is ever what does anybody ever have against Dave Matthews? Yeah, I don't know him, so it's fine. Yeah, I good. don't know who he is. It's, it's <laughs> he great. Could, he could be a fucking sadist for all <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, he could. He's got <laughs> so much money. He maybe he's like crazy. He's got like <laughs> like fucking torture fuck rooms in his who, house who or knows? something. Yeah, Dave. What if Dave Matthews does have a dark side, like a really like really dark side? I feel like you guys shouldn't project these things onto <laughs> Dave Matthews. He's probably a nice person. He's, you think yeah. our Trump conversations le- uh, kind of bleeding? <laughs> everyone's everyone's a fucking bastard is he i can't trust anybody yeah dave matthews isn't peeing on people uh <laughs> the president's the bed the president slept in yeah i feel like uh i feel like you could see some more celebrities run i could see dave matthews making a run in 2020 like i could see like the you know just left field really candidates. can are we gonna is is so is that gonna be the bar of entry now i i feel like it is like the rock just said that he's considering it the fucking rock yeah. So who knows? Like it's like going to be a clown car. It re- well, yeah, that's what it did. It was like if he can do it, I can do it. Right, that- and like not only for celebrities and for anybody who wants attention, but also for like Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles, has, has like floated making a run. Yeah, like Trump made it so that like you don't have to like go to Congress for you know to pay your dues or be the VP like. You could be a fucking mayor yeah. of a city, which might not be the worst thing, but like I mean, Garcetti's pretty good. I think so. I think he's pretty good. I'll tell you. I mean, compared to what we have, but um, anyway. So yeah, Dave Matthews. I don't even know how we got on that. Dave Matthews for president. I yeah. mean, it, we do know how we got on it. That's the type of music that we like. We're oh right, but like, what started that musical conversation? Oh. 
you're talking about uh, you're saying how music doesn't have the same impact on you anymore. Oh yeah, exactly. My anhedonia. Yeah. <laughs> so so the conversation was really about how you missed the days where you could just jam well, out I to could, Dave Matthews, yeah. zone out, listen Brad, to some Dave. Yeah. Brad, did you have dreadlocks ever? No, I had, but I did have long hair. I had hair down to like my chest. If yeah. I could see you with dreadlocks, you could. Yeah, like you. you in Boulder, hanging out, no. like playing Ultimate Frisbee. That's, I'm too. I'm no. I'm too. With your Tevas on. I'm too. I'm too clean. Like I can't. Oh. The dreadlocks are. That's disgusting. Like I got to take a shower and like wash my hair. Yeah. Like, that's a big commitment to do the dreads. I had a, a friend, like a female friend, who had dreads in college, and it sort of grossed me out. Too much work. And plus, like a white person with dreadlocks. Uh, yeah. Like, Hell no. Right? It's not supposed to be. Like, that's not. It doesn't look right. It just looks like you... I don't want to mansplain anybody, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not right. (laughs) To all my listeners out there who have dreadlocks, you know, I I guess it depends on... If you're white, cut that shit (laughs) off. Greg Hetson had dreadlocks, though. He was cool. Who did? Greg Hetson, the... And the uh, the deer from the Counting uh, Crows. (laughs) No. Greg Hetson was in Black Flag and Circle Jerks. Right. Yeah. The dude in the Counting Crows, yes. Yeah. Another... I mean, that somehow worked. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about dreadlocks. Maybe it's okay. (laughs) You don't have to... It, because this song is features prominently in Ladybird, there's been a lot of think pieces about it. <laughs> I swear to God. Think pieces. So, like, when you read about Ladybird, you inevitably read about because this song like occurs the, the more than once. The fact that there's think pieces about Dave Matthews' music is worse than Donald Trump being president. <laughs> That's really the deterioration of our culture. It is. It is a reflection. There's so many reflections. We live oh, in a wilderness of mirrors. So many mixed feelings because yeah. I made it with so many. <laughs> Members of the Dave Matthews band. Members of the Dave Matthews band. I'm telling you that uh, I feel like women do like this song. I think they respond to it. I think men don't understand. I think you know, it's L- manipulative. LCD Sound System came to town a couple weeks ago, and like so many of our friends went to see it, and it's like, it's like dad rock, basically. You know, it's like Wilco. And Ellen, my wife, didn't know anything about it, and she asked me to play her something, and I played her one of the popular songs, and she goes, oh, I thought this was Coldplay. Really? <laughs> Yeah, that's... Women love Coldplay. I love that. Women women like Coldplay, too. No, they do. Yeah, they do. Nobody likes Coldplay. They like Justin Timberlake. They like Coldplay like Dave Matthews. Everybody likes Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's a talented guy, especially in the movie Trolls. I think I think women like movie. when a man can dance. Like when a, when a, a guy can really dance, I think that's a big uh, that's a big positive. Okay. You guys don't have any further thoughts on that? On dancing men? Yeah, I mean, like... Dave Matthews can dance. He dances with that... Like, he does a little shuffle step with that his guitar. Women, women like What that. happened to that dude with the dreadlocks who played the violin? Boyd Tinsley? Did he die? No, the uh, the saxophone player died. Uh, Leroy can I, Moore. Can I turn this down now? Yeah, yeah, you can turn it down. Put Bob Marley on now. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're going Bob Marley. I feel like we should listen to songs that we don't like. All right, I'm into that. Put the gin blossoms on. (laughs) 
the fuck is this? Uh, yeah, it goes. I didn't know that this had this long of an intro, but... Is this Dreamweaver? No, it's too nice to rock. Jesus, this is like, uh... This is Ball with the Ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. It's not the radio version, though. Is this is this rap metal? Is this what you would call this? Sure. Oh my god! Remember, uh, like this spawned like Uncle Cracker. Oh my god! This was the. This was popular. It's ridiculous. I don't even want to listen to it anymore. It's too yeah, long. it makes me angry. Didn't didn't he get didn't Kid Rock get into a fist fight at a Waffle House? Am I remembering that? That's terrible. I read way too much news. He's like, yeah, he's like the modern day Ted Nugent. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the lineage. It's yeah. the Nugent Bob Ritchie. That's yeah. his name, right? Bob Ritchie? Is that it? I think Kid so. Rock? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it is, though. It's a straight line from Nugent to Ritchie. He took a 23andMe test, and it was a picture <laughs> yeah. of Ted but Nugent came back. But all these people, out. they're just fakers, man. Like, Ted Nugent, dude's a total faker. He yeah, well, crapped his Kid, pants so he could, he could get out of the draft. Yeah, like, yeah but Ken, exactly. Kid Rock grew up in, like, a fucking mansion. And he, like, positions himself as, like, you know, the yeah. Duke's a hazard. It's like, what? No, his parents are wealthy. Dude, you know what? After Trump, Mueller's coming for these guys. He's going to, like, expose their bullshit street cred. <laughs> one by one, he's going to take down. And then, like, no, you're fired. And she, she has to go work at In-N-Out Burger for the rest of the summer. Like, what's what's the... Uh... I, once, uh, I once saw Lauren Conrad. Or not Lauren Conrad. Um... Kristen Cavallari. Uh-huh. I once saw her at the liquor store. How and, was that uh, for you? What's that? How was that for you? It was fine. I mean, it was like there was no... I didn't have any conversation. I never have conversations, but I was just like, oh, my God. Like, She's like the, the femme fatale. She's real. She's, <laughs> you saw her. She drinks alcohol. She drinks alcohol. Just like us. <laughs> Celebrities. Stars are just like us. They're just like us. Uh, just like is this the monkeys? Did you put the monkeys on? I don't know. No, this was Smash Mouth. It's oh. still Smash Mouth. Would you put on... Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe put on Shoop by uh, Salt and Pepper. Okay, yeah. I like that song. I love Shoop. That's 80s, though, right? That's 80s. Yeah. That's a fantastic choice. I feel like my listeners will be surprised that I selected this song. This is a good tune. This reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> this childhood. reminds me of my suburban childhood in, in a Indianapolis. rap band. <laughs> I'm not even kidding though. This used to play at like my like junior high dances. It's like a big thing. Yeah, this song was this song was a big deal. Salt and Pepper was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like female rappers, these guys are like among the, the all time greats. I gotta believe. Yeah. Groundbreakers. Rap groups are really special. Like, I feel like a rap group is the most special thing in the world. Yeah. Like, when... You mean, like, Wu-Tang? Like, a group? Like, like Wu-Tang, but even, like, Run the Jewels is great. Like, uh... Outcasts. Outcasts is just fucking so good, and it's a group. Like, it's two dudes. Right. You know that show, um... Have you ever seen uh, Amoeba Records has that What's In My Bag show? Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. It's good. It's online. It's, like, 
famous rock stars and people come in and they go shopping and then they show you what they bought. And so Big Boy was on last week from the Outcast uh-huh. and his bag was filled with Kate Bush records. Really? So, yeah, like he was buying all the imports, like all the hard to stuff, hard to find stuff. He went to London to see her play. Kind of, I have a friend who's like deep into Kate Bush. I like Kate Bush. But There's he's... a great documentary about her on YouTube. What's her deal? She's like a performance artist. She's like a dancer and a performance artist. And it was like kind of, for her, it was like everything. You know, it wasn't just, just the music. It was right. interesting. Okay. Yeah, she's... I don't know. I, I know nothing about her. She seems like opaque to me. Like Kate Bush. She's like the big vocalist, right? Yeah. yeah. She does like sound sculptures. Yeah, huge. She was huge. But it's like, she, she's sort of like Sade. Like you never, there's no publicity. You never hear anything. But, but like, she, I think she went away for a long time and then yeah, so does she Sade. came back like last year. Yeah. They just like, they like, they're these, like Batman. Yeah. But they're like artists who like their audience is always waiting for them. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they have like the greatest life. They yeah. Don't have to that's deal with the it. best possible position to be in. That's like, what Fiona Apple does too. Like well, she makes an album and it's great. And then she goes away for like five years. Yeah, and people like, always are waiting. And like I'm a yeah I'm a huge fan or, of uh, what's I love Exile and Guyville Liz Fair same thing right kind of she'll always Daft Punk does that like yeah. Daft Punk will release another record in the next five years that's just amazing and they do that just make it like like in the studio like get it like as digitally perfect as they possibly can yeah that's, I mean yeah totally that's what Alien Ant Farm is doing right now <laughs> yeah Alien Ant Farm every every fifteen years I feel like I need Alien. This song, I'm calling it Song of Summer 2018. <laughs> bold, <laughs> bold prediction. You better, you're going to work hard on social media to make that dream happen. No, but I think we should all try to do this on social media. It's like, let's make this the Song of Summer 2018. We should dedicate it to Mueller and just have it yeah. playing everywhere he goes. Somebody needs to hold <laughs> a boombox with this going. That's a lot of pressure to put on yeah, a man. Just don't let him forget, people. You guys, when you see Mueller out on the street, when he's jogging in his in his short shorts, you know, where you can see his balls sometimes when he ch- goes off the curb a little too hard, you fucking, you hold your iPhone up and you blast this out and you encourage that man. No, like you got to hold like a boombox above your head like Lloyd yeah. Dobler and say anything. Bob Mueller's out front mowing his lawn. Get that boombox out. Get it up above your head. Let him know you can. Colorado's like if this Texas and California really had a baby. That's right. That's right. That's what it is. I think. I think you're right. Breach. Col- yeah. Is this John Denver? This yeah. is. This I song like makes it. me really sad. Why? I don't know. It's just it's a sad song and like the way he died and he was like a fucking yeah. alcoholic and they say like maybe he did it on purpose. Like oh really? Knew that there wasn't enough fuel in the plane. Like it was suicide. Maybe. Oh really? Yeah. Damn, dude! Thanks for ruining John Denver. For no, it makes you like. Yeah, he's like the Morrissey of Colorado. Is he really though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone knows. Everyone, everyone knows that, guys. Come on. Uh, I just had water shoot out my nose. I'm trying to get the chorus. He talks about like the history of Homo sapiens, basically from start to now, um, and makes the point that throughout human history or throughout the history of Homo sapiens, like when we inhabit a place, even in our more prehistoric forms, we just go in like fucking parasites and ruin it. We take down like all the native vegetation. We kill out all the native species. Like we're just, we're like the destroyer of species. 
We have a dele- you know, deleterious effect on uh, every environment we go into, I feel like. Yeah, we're ruining it for everything else. Is there any hope for us? Like, as a species, are we just a doomed species? I mean, or can we transcend this shit? Can we get better? Like, I mean, and myself included. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it doesn't feel like we're getting better. What's, I mean, how could we? Is there even a way to get better? No. <laughs> I mean, honestly. I think we should talk about holidays. Isn't this a holiday episode? Yeah. It's Hanukkah. It's the, um... It's Hanukkah. Fourth night of Hanukkah. Fuck yeah. I, de- I determined last night I went to a Hanukkah party, and I, I I need the paperwork to become Jewish. I don't know how that works, but... Uh, I can, is I it can like, make that happen for you. Is it like a membership? Yep. I got to um, I gotta see the tip of your penis. Okay, and yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm fine there. <laughs> and then uh, that's it. We're good to go after that. The, really? So I've been circumcised, so I'm all good, right? No, it's... Um, it depends if... You know, like a lot of uh, a lot of the more religious people don't recognize Jews who convert. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, but we can have you. I, I would love great. To have yeah, you. no, it, it would strictly probably just be like traditional. Like I would just like make, think, make fried a lot of fried food, a lot of fried food. I think you should have a bar mitzvah. I think next year at this time on Brad's podcast, we should have your bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. You can know. study Torah all year. I'll study the Torah. Watch the chosen. That Wait, why do you want to be? Why do you want to be Jewish? Uh, uh, the food. Oh, the food. Yeah, it, you, have like, uh, you just like fried. Just give latkes. Yeah, know? I had some latkes. Yeah, I just like ate a ton of fried food. It was Deli fucking food is delicious. I mean, uh, as far you... as ethnic food goes, I'm really proud yeah. Of it. Oh yeah, I mean it's fucking some of the yeah. best. There's no. Kugel. There's no. Doubt. Out. There's no doubt Jewish people have food down. Like real like bagels? Are you fucking kidding me? Bagels are I might actually think bagels are God. <laughs> Do you like cream cheese and, and lox? Oh fuck yeah. That shit is I mean I, I'm vegan and that shit like oh, yeah, you're vegan. vegan lox? I'm probably not, but like <laughs> real uh, lox, yeah. Costco has this smoke. White fish that they used to have at Zay bars and they stock it now. It's so fucking good. Really? Put some of that on a bagel, cream cheese. God damn. You I can't do vegans. fish. I can't I do fish on you a can't bagel. Do fish? I can't do cream cheese. Really? Oh what do you like God. on your bagel? Like, uh, like a holy wafer? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like jelly. I do hummus now. I really like yeah, uh, everything bagel with hummus. Almond butter. It's really good. I haven't had a bagel in a long time, i got to say. I had one today. Did you really? Yeah. God. So can I ask you guys a question? This really bothers me. Like, are grains bad? Are all grains bad? No. Like, whole grains are okay? I don't know. I got bread in my mouth. I'm eating bread right now. (laughs) I'm going to try your bread right now. Yeah, the bread is outstanding. Gene, I think I said at the beginning, uh, he baked a loaf of bread. I love grains. So, ladies and gentlemen listening, I hope you're having a good time here at the Holiday Spectacular. I uh, want to wish you happy holidays before we forget. should tell everybody happy holidays. What are you guys doing for New Year's Eve? Nothing. I don't think I'll do anything. Be in the airport. Keto. Coming back or going? Coming back. When do you leave? You going to get out in like 10 days? Yeah, we go Christmas. We get there on Christmas Day. You're we on get- that boat for 10 days? Or are you like going to be like in Ecuador? No, it's like seven days or something okay. like that. What are you doing? I'm going to be getting surgery on my neck. Oh, right. You're getting surgery. Over the holiday? Yeah, on the 27th. 
Damn. Adam's getting surgery on like the uh, cervical spine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's an outpatient. Like they're going to put in a fake disc into your neck, and yeah. it's outpatient and do, and do fusion. I come <laughs> home that same day. I know it's just like. I don't know if this is the insurance companies who won't pay for it or they just don't need to have you in there anymore. Dude, you cut my neck and put in a new fucking vertebrae. I'm spending the night at the hospital. At the very least, right? I would think. That seems weird. What's the, and what's the reason? Like, you have, like, what, like, tingling or numbness or something? Or? Yeah, I've, like, had neck pain and, like, tingling and numbness down my arms for years. How do you get years. this? What, what, did, what did you do? Just being, like, inflexible and Jewish and big and oafy and... Adam's been trying to get me to box for a I'm, long time. I'm done. You're done? I'm done with it, yeah. I don't you retired? It. Yeah. I can't. I just hurt myself every time I do it. Oh, right. You had to retire. Yeah. Hung him, hung him up. I couldn't do it. I couldn't get into it. I can't, you would like, love it. You have so much anger, Brad. Do you think so? Yeah. Do you think I, I have really... anger, Gene? Do you sense it in me? I mean, you know, there's this, like this weird sense of anger that I think white men in general get that's like angry about the world. Like... But don't you think all men get... I mean, all people, but especially men. I think it's a, It's probably a male thing, but, like, it really is... Like, I can get so mad about politics, but you know what? It's really not that important in my day-to-day stuff. Like, I love my family. Like, that energy could be channeled on, like, loving my children more, you I know? Get, I get so mad driving around. I get such bad road rage almost every day. I, I hate it. Like, I, I almost dread going out in the car... Because I know I'm going to get upset, and I just hate feeling like that. Yeah, like, I feel. Yeah, cannot yeah. control it. Anger is a ba- anger is a tough one. You it's know? bad. Anger is bad, and that's why this like it's, all. It's normal though. I mean, it's part of human nature. You can't shut it all down. But it's like don't talk when you're angry. Don't say anything. Resist that temptation. Stay away from people. Don't act. Like take a time out. Like like the whole thing about like take three D breaths. Like that's pretty much it. If you can make yourself do that. That's why I masturbate with the cheese grater. Yeah, I do get to see it. Well, I don't. I mean, I work in a cubicle, so... But you, you could walk around, right, if you wanted to? Technically, yes. Do you ever feel like you... Li- like? Do you ever feel uh, like you deserve to have or should have as a function of your job more like animal interaction? I feel like that should be kind of like the perk of working. Do you feel like you should be given an animal? <laughs> 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 Which animal would you <laughs> like take? A- he I mean, works at the zoo, by the way. Can you say that? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. Gazelle? Uh, yeah. Do I have a gazelle? No. Is that the animal you would take? No. I would take like a like a baby wallaby. Yeah. Or like yeah. go home with a koala wrapped around you Sloth. Yeah. I mean, there are some cute fucking animals, guys. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's some animals that are super cute. I'm uh, I'm all, but like there's certain animals though that really do terrify me. Like any animal that can eat me, I'm uh that's that I don't like the thought of that. Really? Yeah, being, yeah. Oh, like or, or just like I, I think like if I'm imagining dying, the way that I would least like to go is as a meal, like as a conscious being being uh, like, I disagree. I feel like that would be the that would be the ultimate. That's like uh, Brad Pitt's character in Legends of the Fall. Remember when the bear gets him at the end? <laughs> it was a good death. Just go out, yeah. Just go out as a meal, man. Rock. But that's just, I, I don't mind like that legacy, but the actual process of dying that way would fucking suck. Yeah, I don't know. Probably 
It all sucks. I don't know. Yeah, dying sucks <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, so. but like having a goddamn crocodile like like lunge out of the water and grab your leg and you're like fuck and it drags you in and then like tumbles. I mean, yeah, it's probably. Funny. You I have mean, that conscious thought. Yeah, and you're like fighting die. this now. I'm gonna yeah. fucking die and this thing's gonna fucking eat me. Or like, or you get eaten by a shark. And, like, the thing swallows you, but you're still alive for, like, at least, like, a few seconds. Yeah. And you're in the goddamn shark. I mean, that's pretty fucking metal, though. Like, <laughs> you know, if you're going to go and you go and, like, like, the lame ways to go are, like, cancer. Right. You know, like, give me give me a shark death. You're give right. me, you know, like, uh, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, like, do why? Want, do you want to know when you're going to go so you can, like, prepare? Or do you want it just to come? I want to just come. I don't want to know. I mean, like... I, I'm the type of person that every day when I wake up, I'm, I take my shower, I sit there, and it's like in my head, the first thought is like, I, I could die today. I need to like be respectful of people, be respectful of like, I, I really try to focus on that. It doesn't always work. Right. It's like, it's important to me. The eclipse was probably like the happiest day of the year, right? When people came together. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this, Gene? It's Metallica. This is? It's a whole album of Metallica Christmas songs. Uh, Santa Claus. C-L-A-W-S. Uh, and the naughty... I don't know. And Christmas for All is the name of the album. What do you, you want to hear? Total Clips of the Heart? Yeah, I do. The Vandals have a great Christmas album. Do they? Yeah. The Bangles? The Vandals. Oh. The old, <laughs> little like, punk fan. Walk Like an Egyptian. My, my daughter loves that. I like the Bangles. You know what song I like is uh, Eternal Flame. I would slow dance to that in junior high. You're a sensitive guy. <laughs> we are killing it with the Bonnie Tyler tonight. You could, or yeah, you could play Eternal Flame next too. I like that song. I have distinct memory of my next door neighbor. Uh, it's my like next door neighbor, like the dad. His name was Bob Ward, and I remember him being like, "Man, I love this song." And it was like, as a kid, I was thinking like, "Wow, it's weird that a dad likes music or like has like a favorite song." And that it's and, and that, that it's, it's this and that it's this. <laughs> God, that is weird. Shit, but this was it. This was this a big shit is hit. Deep. But fuck yeah. That's pretty funny that she. Wouldn't she play a cruise ship on the day of the eclipse? Like right when the eclipse was happening, she sang the song. She did, and it was like broadcast on national television. It's amazing. It's, am- <laughs> it's so good. It is. It's a great song. That's just, Powerful. That that happens in the world should give you hope. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is the like. What what is the song of 2017? We've already determined the su- song of summer for 2018. Might as well pick this song and then just keep it Bonnie Tyler. Every yeah. song of every summer is written by Bonnie <laughs> Tyler. No, but I mean like the defining song of 2017. If you had to pick one, what song sums up this year? Okay, yeah, let's let's do let's oh let's do best of lists. <laughs> song of, song of twenty seventeen. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Let a song. What song I played most in twenty seventeen? I'm yeah. on Spotify. Can, can you tell that on Spotify? I don't know. 
feel like I talked out of my ass a lot. I feel like I'm going to sound pretty stupid about 90% of the time. Again, why does anybody want to listen to what I have to say? I'm just like... We're having this random the, self-doubt, the self-doubt portion of the podcast. I'm just like a random-ass fucking dad from nowhere town... Hanging out in L.A. Nowheresville, Houston. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, I love you guys. I love, I love, uh, I like communities. I like people that I know. You know, bullshitting feels really good. Bullshitting feels good. Feels to sit around good. And bullshit. It does feel good to sit. You know what? Here, here's something. Here's something, guys. Yeah. I don't like hang out with bros. I don't have bros. I'm a loner ass fucking dad. I hang out with my kids. Hang out with like my kids' friends' dads. They're nice. I love them. Yeah, right. You know, like People at work. Yeah. I I work a lot. You know, like it's great. I like it. Um, but that's the extent of my life. Right. Well, really there's, only, there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah, and anything I write, like Twitter. Twitter is my like twenty minutes. It takes me like twenty minutes to write a single tweet. No joke. Yeah, I can, like yeah, I'm I can, writing the dumbest fucking right, shit. I like your tweets. Thank you, but that takes a lot of time and effort. Yeah, you got to make them good. You got to make them yeah. good, and yeah. also like bad. Like they gotta like. See, feel. I've been doing this thing where I like just on my Brad Listy Twitter. All I do is like do like funny quotes from my daughter, and like I think they're funny. Yeah, they're, they're they funny. are funny. But I'm also like this feels very like. Vaguely like Bill Cosby-ish. Remember like the kids say the darndest things? Don't, let's not talk about BCs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why'd you get it? I don't know. I'm <laughs> just like, I'm like, is there something creepy about this? You know, like, can I'm we like, get, can we get like new, we need new role models now. Yeah. Like, we need on. to just wipe the slate clean. You guys were listening to Roxy music all of a sudden. I didn't put this on. The fucking God chose I like this, this song. song for us. Is this Roxy music? Yeah. Is Why it, did God yeah. choose this song for us? I don't What's, know. It's just because it's relevant to something? Is Should this we, a Los Angeles band? No. They're oh. British. Brian Ferry? I don't know. <laughs> See? I don't know. I feel like this episode should close out with us singing karaoke or some shit. Like, we're just... I like how none of us can let this go. We have nothing else. Oh, yeah. Damn, dude. You know what I have waiting for me at home is fucking... I bought a box of Bit of Honey candy bars. I like Bit of I Honey. I love Bit of Honey. Why did I... I grew up on Bit of Honey. Yeah, it's hard to find. <laughs> I bought it off Amazon. You did? Yeah, you had to go uh, in search was of it? it? How, much, how much was it? Was, how? It was like $18, and it's like a box of 24 Bit of Honey candy bars. Oh, less than a dollar unit price. Yeah. That's pretty great. Speaking yeah. of Amazon, like I, Walmart. It, have you guys seen those before and, after, uh, before and after pictures of Jeff Bezos, how he's gotten like super ripped? Yeah, I love those. Yeah, yeah. He's like... But he like he just bought Whole Foods, and I have this whole theory that like Jeff Bezos like got a personal trainer and like went crazy on like the protein shakes or whatever, and like there's I no feel- way that guy thinks. That- My thumb is third degree burn. <laughs> yeah, but you have the new iPhone. But you I have, have the new iPhone. <laughs> I I'm telling you guys, the iPhone. Your thumb would hurt so much worse if you didn't have that iPhone. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. There's no question that my thumb would be in more you. pain yeah. if my iPhone had a regular ass screen. I like the screen that goes all the way to the top and bottom. It's good. I like that. It's a coveted device. Yeah, it's got this weird tab on it in the top. Well, it's good to be with both of you uh, to Me ring too. in the uh, the Christmas season. You ring in the Christmas season, and then we head into <laughs> yeah. We head into 2018. Good I think there, I think there's going to be one more episode. <clears throat> 
I get my shit together. There'll be one more episode in 2017 after this. And then we'll head into January 2018. By the time this airs, who fucking knows what's going to happen? I honestly couldn't tell you. Like, by the time we get to Wednesday, like, that's the life we live now. Like, by, by Wednesday, there could be a revolution. I wouldn't be surprised. What is this shit? No, I can't. This is, this is a good one. This is a jam. This is, this this is how is you like, ride out. Yeah, this, this is like is, sexy Christmas. I feel yeah, like. this is how you end your you end your show with Voice to Men. Damn. I feel like Boys to Men. That was another band that would, when I was in uh, junior high, that was big. What was that song? The Poison. End of the Road or Poison? Yeah, that's the one. It's Bell Bib DeVoe. Oh, is that Bell Bib DeVoe? Yeah. Yeah. But what was? But Come to the End of the Road was. Uh, end of the Road was Boys to Men. Boys to Men. Yeah. All right. So, 2017, exhausting, but also lots to be grateful for. 2018, Viva la Revolution. Hope for the hope for a positive like wave. Yeah, positive. You know, there's so much negativity hurled at us in the world from. But always be ready for the worst. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Be super positive, but like, don't be afraid to do the go back. Do you guys pack a go back? I have a I have a big earthquake kit. Yeah, I do too. It's got everything in it. I do too. I did that this year. I think that's kind of an outro. All right, guys, there you go. The 2017 New Year's spectacular. The 2017 holiday spectacular. Whatever you want to call it, it's in the books. And the year 2017 uh, is rapidly drawing to a close. Thank God. My thanks to Gene Morgan and Adam Greenfield for joining me here in the studio to co-host the uh, event for you. As I recall now, uh, the night that we recorded, we were all very tired. I think we were tired. We had a loaf of bread, some bourbon, maybe like a hit of weed. You know, just trying to like be festive, put on some sort of show. But we're middle-aged dads. We've got a lot of responsibilities. I feel like we were exhausted. Did it show? Did we put on a good enough show? I don't know. So I hope you guys have. Uh, I hope you guys had a good year. Like I hope, or I hope you had a good holiday, or I hope you're having a good day, or a good hour, whatever it is. I don't mean to be uh, dour, but it does feel like 2017 was a dark year. Come on, right? Just be honest about it. Uh, I'm trying to figure out scheduling here. I'm getting ready to go on a trip with my family. Knock on wood. Uh, I'll be gone the first week of 2018. I will not be podcasting. Then I got to get it together and figure out my 500th episode when I get back. I don't know if I'm going to have the ability to get everything orchestrated properly to do it the way that it should be done. But I'm going to keep uh, the show rolling. There's going to be guests. There's going to be episodes. Just give me, uh, you know, just bear with me here at the beginning of 2018 as I finish up some travel as I you know get into the new year got to do some work stuff you know trying to make it all work okay folks well 2017 it's impossible to encapsulate I'm not even going to try I've already tried I've already failed there's no reason to go back to that 
This is the end of the year, though, and every year on this program, on this episode, as we uh, finish up another calendar year, I play this song. And I often tell you, I think it's my favorite song. If I have to pick one, just off the top of my head, a song that elicits an emotional response in me, Old Lang Syne does that consistently, reliably. I think part of it might be that I always hear it this time of year, and only this time of year. It doesn't get beat to death. Time marches on. There's no stopping it. Does life get easier as you go? I don't know. Some ways it kind of seems like it gets harder. You have to raise your game. I don't know. Maybe it does get easier. I hope it gets easier. But doesn't it get harder? Isn't that the joke? I don't know. There's certainly something bittersweet about it. Bittersweet, that's a good word, bitter and sweet. So there's 2017 right there. I just encapsulated it in one word. The bittersweetest year that ever was. <laughs> or maybe that's not it. There's something just garbagey. It's just, it's just a trash year. <laughs> Bittersweet almost sounds too classy for 2017. 2017 was a trip into the sewer. And the tour guide was like the tackiest person on the planet. It's the biggest jackass you've ever seen in your life. That's just my opinion. I'm wishing you all a very happy new year. Thanks for listening. Here's to a magical 2018.